Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're uh, doing listener stories. We asked you guys a long time ago for some stories, and uh, Jeff and I collected them all, put them in a award document, forgot about it, remembered it, and now we're doing <laughs> it right now on an episode of um, all of all of the you lovely listeners who make us happy. Right? Some, some sto- stories of weird, funny, interesting things that happened to you while you were traveling, uh... I think not specifically Europe, or was it specifically? Or I think it's just, just tra- traveling. Travel, traveling in general. And if you're lucky, we, we might throw. Ooh, luckily, if you're if you're lucky, <laughs> we might throw in a few of our own. Ooh, a little could be a little bonus anecdotes. Let's let's find and out. If you're listening to this episode right now and you're like, oh man, I have so many stories. Don't you fret, young person. Yes. Well, first of all, if you have so many stories, why didn't you send them in? Yeah, you can do it now. Yeah. So if you feel like you have good stories too, maybe we'll have another episode where we have stories. Now, everyone, these are stories that we ourselves have not read yet. So we are reading them for the first time on air and reacting. Exactly. It's it's, it's like a YouTube reaction channel. So make sure you smash that subscribe button. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into it, guys. Okay. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 96. 96. We are, uh, yeah, we're plugging away. Yeah, we really are. Episode 100 is coming ever so freaking slowly. So slowly. We're only four more episodes and we're there. Yeah, painfully slow, but oh boy, do we've got surprises for you. It's going to be <laughs> jammed, packed with, with content. S- some kind of content. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it will, will not be your usual AGDW episode oh i can guarantee I'm, that i'm intrigued my yeah. ears are perking up yeah but you know we'll go give you more information as we uh get to um that so uh here we are unfortunately the war in uh, ukraine is continuing so um obviously huge humanitarian crisis and people's lives being destroyed um, the one positive note that we can say that Germany is heavily involved with helping and taking in refugees at the yeah, moment. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of the refugees have been arriving in Berlin by bus and by train at roughly 10,000 per day, which is an incredibly way too large of a number. And that's just, um, that's just in Berlin. That's just in Berlin. Yeah. Of people fleeing their, their country. Uh, the Deutsche Bahn is offering free travel from Poland to Germany to all Ukrainian nationals in need. Which is, um, which is awesome. Which is great. And the goal of the German government is to make the process as easy as possible with very limited paperwork required in order to save lives. I think it's fantastic. I know like, help and help has been very full. Uh, my kindergarten actually housed 42 people last weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, yeah, I saw the Hauptbahnhof um, on one particular day last week. In a tw- like a 20-minute period, 1,000 Ukrainian refugees arrived at the Hauptbahnhof. I mean, because they, they, I mean, they're just... There's there's just cramming the trains because there's just so many people who are need need a place to stay, um, just a moment to take a breath and you know figure out what's happening to their loved ones. You know. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's not all um, all great in Germany for doing it though. I know um, a lot of uh, Ukrainian nationals who are people of color have had a really hard time having people take them into their houses. And a hard time really? on trains, getting pulled out of trains in some stations. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, because racism. Like Frankfurt pulled a few uh, people of color off the train, claiming they're not Ukrainian, even though they are. Deutsche Bahn is pulling people off the train? Who's uh, some of the police in Frankfurt uh, two weeks ago. German police? Yeah. It's been pretty terrible. Oh, because you can't be a person of color and live in the Ukraine? I guess not. And also uh. people who are like, 
um, residents of Ukraine but don't have a passport uh, are not being granted asylum here. They're being sent back to their countries that they haven't been to in like 20 years, which is also pretty terrible. Oh, yeah, because I, I know there, there were like, for example, a lot of Indian students in the Ukraine. Um, so technically they're not Ukrainian. They were just so they are being sent back to India. Right. Um, but some people who uh, I read some stories, people who lived in Ukraine for 20 years uh, just don't have a passport yet. Like kind of like you and I here in Germany mm. aren't getting the asylum because they're not oh, even Ukrainians. If the, even if they're Ukrainian resident? They, right. Like yeah. even if they have like a residency permit? That I guess so, count. yeah. Really uh, interesting. Cause like I, I was reading that they're really, they're like, you can come into Germany for like three months without us checking anything really like. like That's, these, these could be insulated, uh, like, you know, isolated incidences. Hopefully yeah. hopefully they're not doing that to everybody. Yeah. I, I've heard, but I I've, have read a few stories like this and talked to a few people who worked uh, at Hauptbahnhof and talked to the refugees uh, and a few of them had, had some problems. So it's not, I think Germany's doing a good job, but uh, like everything, you can always improve, do better and yeah. improve. I mean, it's a system they they had to throw together in the past week, right? So True. I mean, um, but yeah, that's unfortunate. But yeah, I, I have heard they're really they're trying not to do what they did in 2014 and create a lot of hurdles for everybody. So they're like, okay, good. you can come in months and months and months from now. Then we'll ask for the pay, you know, for the passport and the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. But now, just come in, no questions asked, and we'll do our best to help you. You know, make sure you have a place to stay, give you food, and then we'll figure things out down the road. Rather not now when you have a bigger bigger fish to fry. And keep that trend going, even for, for people coming from other countries as well, from the Middle East, from Africa, from wherever. Keep that trend going, please. And show that, you know, you're not just doing this for white people, but doing it for all the refugees that need asylum sure. everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that people are being taken in in Germany. They at least have somewhere to stay temporarily. Because, um, yeah, they, um, their lives are being turned upside down right now. So it, it is good that they are finding at least some temporary solace somewhere. Absolutely. Um, and all uh, 42 people at the kindergarten, within a weekend, every single one of them found some short-term residency uh, at people's homes to stay in. So that's pretty fantastic. Fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So yeah. really props off. Uh, hats off to a lot of the Berliners here who are offering up their homes and their apartments uh, to these refugees who have the space. It's It's, you know... Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, for any of you out there, if you have the means to do so, um, I'd say please donate to um, the charity of your choice that can help Ukra Ukrainians now who are obviously in uh, desperate need. So, you know, f find a good um, charity if, if financially you're able to. And, and, and if, if you're in Berlin, uh, you can donate your time as well. There's lots of organizations right now yeah. who I mean, need volunteers. Absolutely. Um, and so, other, other cities as well. Uh, Hamburg, uh, Hamburg. Everywhere, Munich. actually. Yeah, yeah. Any country you're in, if you, if you can donate some time, that'd be also amazing. And it's always difficult to transition from such a serious topic. Absolutely. But um, one thing that is positive that we can bring up is that yesterday, March 8th, the Tuesday, was... Uh, International Women's Day. Yes. Also, um, and in Berlin is an actual official public holiday known as Frauentag. Yes, which translates to Women's Day. So as, um, as it would, right? as, as as it would, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. So yeah, shout out to uh, all the special women out there. I have a lot of special women in my life that are incredibly powerful and amazing people. Absolutely. And uh, I hope everyone had a wonderful Women's Day, and you were, you know, you enjoyed it. Yeah, you felt appreciated. Because you deserve it. Because we all appreciate everything you do. And it's cool because Berlin, I think as of now, is the only state in Germany that actually recognizes it as a public, actual holiday. public holiday, which, sorry, but the other um, 
15 German states need to get their arses in gear. They do. Because, or why isn't it a national national it, holiday? I mean, it's International Women's Day. It should be an international day off all around the world. Yeah, I, I think in the U.S. it's not a day off, actually. No, definitely not. Yeah. But anyways, Berlin recently, I think it was in the past two, three years. Two it? years, I think. Yeah. Ago. So um, now it's a holiday. So sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, every, you know, guys, you, you, women get a day off and you can, you know, do whatever you like to do. Read a book. Go fishing. <laughs> go Go hunting. Hunting? I don't know. People like hunting. I guess. Oh, it's I, true. I don't like hunting. Yeah, I, that that was my rec. Not because women would go hunting, it's just because I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing to do on a on a holiday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Yeah, go Can't go hunting on a Tuesday. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Hunting's for Fridays and Saturdays. Come on. <laughs> uh, but anyways, glad that happened because um, you know people people need to sh- see some appreciation once in a while. Absolutely. Hmm. Uh, we mentioned last week that starting March fourth, clubs have once again been allowed to open in Berlin. However, all the excitement led to uh, a problem at I think it was Berghain. Nope. Uh, nope. Wasn't Berghain. <laughs> Kulturbrauerei. Oh, Kulturbrauerei. Stimmt. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you assume Berghain. I would assume, but yeah, I'm wrong. Yes, Kulturbrauerei. I guess the, long, the line was like... 2,000 people long. Which sounds unreal. Because if you've been there, you know that that line would l- literally go around the Kulturbrauerei like eight times. You know what I mean? Go from like there like my house. So, <laughs> right. so long. But I guess like uh, the line was so long that someone had a panic attack... Yeah, one man had a panic attack, like I think fainted one woman, had to go to the hospital, I believe. Just in line. Just in line. And um, I think like 70 police officers had to show up and like clear clear the clear the line and be like, oh, guys, this dancing is not worth this. Like, uh, but but anyways, you know, that just shows Berliners have been missing their clubs because, you know, because of Corona, (laughs) they've been closed for a long time. And um, wow, you know, um, again, I'm not sure why that specific club had such a bum rush, but uh, yeah, it's weird. It's not really that big of a club. When you think of all the clubs in Berlin, th- that's th- probably not even top ten. I think because because there's two clubs there. I think, but I think it's it was for Soda Club. In, soda Club in, in makes sense. Brow, right? But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, that's it's in. I mean, think about a two thousand person line. I mean, Jesus. But uh, but yes, I think I think once the people started fainting, they said, "Hmm, this probably isn't a good idea." So, uh, anyways, guys, just. It's okay. You've got plenty of time to uh, get your groove on. I guess they, they're thinking like, we don't know when they'll be closed again, so we have to go right now. <laughs> yeah, actually, fair enough. Like, we have been going lockdown, unlockdown, lockdown. So, exactly. Uh, so you never know. Ooh, yes. Now, this weekend, we weren't dying to get in the club. We were dying to get on the slopes. Yeah, we were. Uh, we went to Poland, which was awesome, to go a little, uh, little skiing about four and a half hours away from Berlin. And it was nice to get out of the city for a little while and... Uh, it was like when we go when we went there. It was like a winter wonderland, right? It was a lot of snow on the ground. It was snowing every single day. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And we got some good skiing, and it was uh, your first time, and you first time it. skiing. And honestly, and I hate to say it, but only my second time in Poland. Oh wow! Which is kind of insane because um, we live so cl- in ten years of living so close to Poland, the Polish border. I've, I went there once for two days with my dad a couple years ago, and then this is my second time. Oh, wow. I've, I've been to Poland a few times. It's one of my favorite um, countries in Europe. I love it. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I can't explain why. It's just, I, I really had a great time. Um, yeah, and, and we were actually, we were joking because uh, we, 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 had, we had to take a road trip on the German Autobahn in order to get to Poland, and in the middle of it, I was like, 
why didn't we do our German Autobahn episode <laughs> after going a, after going on a, a German and it's not like road it, was, trip. it was a surprise trip. We planned this like six months, months ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. So and, and we're like, hmm, it would have made sense to have like the Autobahn fresh in our minds when we did episode. But instead, we do it right before when it had been a while since we had done a road trip. And then, yeah. So, anyways, but like we we saw a few things that we thought we did would be worth quickly mentioning. Yeah, uh, the, the the first one I thought was really cool was that. Um, Maybe this is a regional thing. I don't know if it's all in Poland. Uh, in the cities, on like the traffic lights, when it's a red light, and have a little countdown numbers for you, so you know when it's going to be green. Yeah, which I've seen for pedestrian crossings. Yeah, I've seen those, but not. But yeah, on every car, so you just know. Okay, like I got 17 more seconds to wait before it's. I get it. I get to drive again. Like maybe it's yeah, just to keep people calm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's good to kind of like uh, lower road rage a little bit. You know, when you know when it's going to be green, you don't have to you know freak out and get anxious about it. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing that I saw in Poland, and I was like, eh, Germany should have that. That's pretty cool. I think everywhere should have that. Yeah, and another thing when we were driving down the autobahn, which I, I hadn't seen before. We saw a sign for the for an autobahn kirche, so like a, a highway church, church. Yeah. which uh, I I couldn't tell you. It would only be speculation exactly the the you know how that came about or or, or are they all across the country I mean, or I, how often are they? I know I mean, they are across the country because I remember when I was traveling um, through Poland on the way to Tallinn. It was northern Poland, and over there we saw a few of these roadside churches. No, and, but I'm talking about in Germany. Yeah, in Germany, I haven't seen it before. In, yeah. in Poland, I have. Um, I, I can imagine it's for uh, like truckers and things like that, right? When yeah, maybe. For a long time, they want to yeah. pray. They can pull over right there and pray. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's, it's. I mean, it's interesting. It's something to look at. Yeah, if, if you guys know the history of these, these uh, you know, highway churches, let us know. Yeah, yeah. Th- we, literally, as we were driving, I saw a sign and I was like, huh, I did not know those, those exist. That was uh Cool to, cool to see. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see. Yeah. So um, anyways, and we, there's a lot more stuff that we did see, but that episode's been done. So, so we're done now. So we're done now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We did things. We flipped it and reversed it. If, so. if you want more information, you uh, you can send us a message on our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. Or check out our Instagram, which is at americans.ingermany. It's Americans.in.germany.podcast. You just Google our website, our you know our name. Things will dot de dot news dot <laughs> dot gov. Uh, you you can find our stuff if you know just Google us. Absolutely, we're running a little late here, so let's get the web- let's whiskey. Get, let's get to the whiskey. Um, we got a scotch today, Jeff. It's a full big bottle, so we can drink as much as a little heart's desire, can Hello. we? Hello. And this is a uh, Glen. Oh, man, I hate pronouncing these. This is Glen Goyne. Glen Goyne. Glen, 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 Glen yeah. yeah, we were talking about how like half of the scotches that you see all start with Glen. It's like Glen Farclough, Glen Fittich, Glen Fittich, uh, Glen this, Glen, Glen that. Glen yeah. 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 Um, yeah, weird. So this is Glen Goyne. It's a Highland single malt scotch whiskey. I think a lot of the Glens are Highland malt whiskeys too. So mm. that has to do with it. Uh, it's aged 10 years and it says unhurried since 1833, which I kind of like. Actually, a Glen is like a... It's like you know how a heath is of ty- like, like ty- I think it's like like a field or something a glen. True. Yes. Like I've heard it in songs the word glen actually. Yes. That's probably what it means. It's like Highland it's like, sp- Highland like, Scotch. Like the glen. This is the glen going. Like you know what I mean. Like it's from the it's like going like glen. the river Thames. You know what I mean. Like right. like it's, it's it's probably referring to like a natural feature. There's and lots that, of glens. Yeah, a lot but of glens. This one is glen going. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. The, we don't know. Yeah. But it's, that sounds right to so, me. Some of you know that whether we're right or wrong. Let us know. Send us a message. I mean, you, you sound you sound pretty smart, so I believe you. It's not like you know what you're talking about. 
definitely talking at my ass, ass right now, but <laughs> okay, ready? Oh yeah. Ooh, that was a solid pop. Oh yeah. Mm. There you go. Good pour. Thank you. Not too much this time. Not too much. Not too uh, little. Just right. Let me smell this bad boy. Hmm. Okay. Oh, it smells a little, a little fruity. Yeah. Well, that was a crap. There we go. There we go. That's how you do it. Wow. That's very smooth. Hmm. Yeah. Like almost too smooth. Yeah. Tiny bit of smokiness. A little bit. Not not a lot. Not a lot. So is it for Highland? Yeah. Scotch. Just very little bit. But you know, I don't I don't mind that because you're, you're, you're good for that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Cool. It. Let's get into it. So we're doing uh, stories that our listeners sent in to us. We asked months ago. Um, we followed them away. We forgot. We remembered. We found them. We wrote them down. And we'll actually copy and paste them onto this document here. I would say... We've read them at all, really. Oh, okay. I know I haven't. I thought maybe you have because you had to copy and paste them. No, no, I mean, I mean, like when you're copying and pasting something, like you're seeing words, but you're not reading it. You know what I mean? Fair so. enough. So, yeah, we're going to react to them in real time as we read them. So, um, ready? Yeah, you want to start with this first one? I'll start with the first one. Uh, go ahead and use the names. When we can, we acknowledge the person. Uh, yeah, just first name. Don't if worry. it's okay with y'all. This is from Naomi. Ooh. Hey, Naomi. Hey, thanks for, the, thanks for the message. Thank you. This says, hey, guys, are you still taking travel story submissions? Yes, we are, Naomi. I probably should have cut that out, but I have read it, so I didn't know it was there. (laughs) I thought of one that has to do with train travel in Europe. My boyfriend and I visited Berlin for the first time a couple years ago, and we absolutely fell in love with it so much that we hopefully will be moving there next fall for grad school. Hey, awesome. We stayed there for a week, and I had bought train tickets to Prague. At the time, we didn't know that the time on the tickets weren't the arrival time, but the departure time. Ooh. Yeah. That's going to cause a problem. That's a big one. We unfortunately were running late to the central train station, which was enormous, by the way. And we got to the platform as the train was leaving. At this point, we thought we were totally screwed. We spoke to a woman at the DB ticketing station and were able to get our tickets changed to a train leaving an hour later. It was very stressful because we didn't know how we were going to get to Prague. And we had a flight from Prague to Paris, then Paris to the US. Ooh, that is stressful. Because... One one con- missed connection, you're done. It's a domino thing. Cause then it, then you miss the next one, the next one, and you're screwed because you missed that international flight, and that's the bad boy that now, sucks to miss. Naomi, did she say? We didn't know if we're going to get back. It sounds like they did make it back to the U.S. in time, but it's not very well, clear. We'll finish the rest of the story. Oh, it keeps going. Then she'll explain. <laughs> Long story short, if I hadn't shed a few tears in front of the lady working at the ticket booth, I don't know if she would have been generous. I feel like. Uh, you're a lucky person. I feel like yeah, you years, they'd be like, I don't, do, don't we, do, we do not care. Deutsche Bahn employees are pretty, uh, they're not mean, but they're pretty like kind of stern into the, like, like pragmatic. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, here's the rules and this is how it's going to be. You bought your yeah. ticket. You messed up. Sorry. Your, your problem. Yeah. Uh, when we got to the train, we found out there was literally no open seats. The train was packed. We decided to go have some lunch in the restaurant cart. Basically, for the entire four-hour train ride, we slowly kept ordering little snacks and drinks so they wouldn't kick us out. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty brilliant. Luckily, the cart never got full, so we didn't feel like assholes doing this, but we were afraid a server would eventually tell us to leave if we didn't keep ordering stuff. That's pretty good. Fair enough. I mean, that brings up two things to mind. What's that? Uh, One, and I think you mentioned this um, in our last travel episode, just because you buy a ticket for a train doesn't mean you have a seat because right. a lot of trains you buy your ticket, but then for like, I don't know, two, three euro, whatever it is, right? You have to pay for an action. Like the, the train ticket means you can get on the train. 
but to, to make sure you have a seat, you need a seat reservation, which is exactly. like a few euro. No, so four euro. Yeah. For, for, for like most routes that aren't that busy, like you don't really have to get a seat reservation because you just pop in any seat that's, you know, like above each seat, it tells you if it's reserved or not. But for, well, it, it's weird when it says reserved or not because it's hard. To, it doesn't say reserved or not reserved. It was reserved. It says like Berlin to Hamburg. Yeah, so for that, like that. section, and if it's not reserved, then there's just nothing. There's nothing there. So, exactly. so you know it's not reserved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I didn't know that at first. I just thought like this train's going from Berlin to Hamburg, therefore, that's what it says on the sign. But no, that means that that seat is taken by some other person. Right. It means starting in Hamburg, you can now take that seat because it's only reserved from that section of the journey. Right. Yeah. It yeah. does. It does make sense. But the first two times I went on a train by myself, I, I really couldn't figure it out, and I got kicked out of my seat like twice. <laughs> Oh, which yeah, can be embarrassing because people get really angry when you're in their seats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very, you know, say, excuse me. Other people say, like, excuse me, I think you're in my seat. So what, you, you don't think, you know, what they want to say seat. is get the frick out of right. my seat. Or people call, like, I think you have the wrong number. It's like, no, I know you have the wrong number. I'm not Steve. <laughs> but yeah, Naomi, um, you're not alone. I, I mean, and I think we actually have mentioned this before about how, like, the time is the departure time and not the, um, the arriving time and right. like, now that that can totally screw you up. So if your train says twelve thirty, get there at twelve twenty because you have ten minutes. Because it, it, like it's not showing up at twelve thirty for you to get on it. It's leaving that station at twelve thirty. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've had a few times though where um, I think with my mom we were in Munich and we wanted to go to the um, Schloss uh, Neufanstein, you know, in the the Alps. Yeah, beautiful and, castle. And it was like a weekday, so I was just like, eh, we don't need uh, seat reservations. It'll, it'll be empty, you know? And then we get on, and me and my mom had to like, yeah, like sit outside of the bathroom door on the floor yep. for like whatever it was, the hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was uh, to get there. So um, yeah, I, I've, I've miscalculated that a few times. But, but usually you can get on, and there's, I'd say like 75% of the time, you don't have to have a reservation, but the rest of the time, it depends on the route, right? It really depends on the route. Um, yeah, last time I didn't have a reservation on the way back from Leipzig. Luckily, it's a really short drive, but we couldn't find anywhere even to sit. It was so packed until we walked to the to the family wagon while the families and kids are. Uh, and there's like little storage space for luggage behind the chairs. <laughs> and so I was just sitting next to a someone's luggage behind a seat with like three kids just <laughs> screaming on the floor. No back. I was so uncomfortable, but um, it's all right. There's worse things that happen in life. True, yeah. Well, I'm glad she made it. Um, but another thing, actually, she talked. She mentioned about Prague um, and how big the train station is there. Um, again, I think with my mom. I think when my mom and my sister were visiting me in Berlin, we were taking the train to Prague. Yeah. And we made the kind of miscalculation, so we, we bought a ticket to go to Prague. And and this actually, I think, will happen to a lot of people. So um, we we uh, we go in, and so in in Czech, Prague is Praha, right? Right. And what we didn't know is that. The main station is called Praha, but the station before that's also called Praha. But it's, True. Called, it's called Praha, uh, Praha something, you know, just like, you know, um, in Berlin, there's the Berlin Hauptbahnhof, but there's a Berlin Ostbahnhof in Berlin. So, but, but if you just look out the window, you see Berlin. Oh, I'm in Berlin, especially if it's a long journey. Oh, we're in Berlin. Get off the train. Yeah, especially you know? if you're coming from um, like the first station in Berlin is like so far outside of Berlin, technically. Yeah. But it's like a Berlin station. And it's going to take you at the S-Bahn another like 15 minutes to get into like the city center. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, so we made it we, like we just, we just saw Praha. And so we like, rushed to go off the train. And then as the train was leaving, I just kind of looked at the map and I was like, oh, no, this is the first Praha. The second Praha is the Hauptbahn, the main train station in Prague. And we had having to walk, I think, the 45 minutes because like oh, the, ne no. the next train was in whenever. So we had to walk 45 minutes till to get. But it was fine because we ended up walking through the city and it was true. it was daytime. And so we kind of saw some of Prague. And it's but, Prague, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So just um, 
just watch out for that. When, when, when you buy your tickets, especially on Deutsche Bahn, if you use the app, which now you have to. Um, True. It will show you kind of like uh, your, all the stops you're going to stop at. So it's really pay attention to the name of your stop. Yeah, the key. Like, like very key. Like go to the, like verbatim the one it says. Yeah. It says Berlin Hauptbahnhof. That's what. Just don't don't worry about Berlin. Like Berlin has many many train stops. Right. Like exactly. Many train stops. Exactly. Every large city has many train stops. So uh, make sure you're going off the the one that's near your hotel, not an hour. It's the same with Hamburg. There's one like Hamburg. There's one called like Hamburg Hamburg or something like that. <laughs> super just, super frustrating. Super helpful. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So there's a fun, thank you Naomi for your, for your story. Yeah, that was good. Sounds stressful, but you made it. So. You made it. This shows a few tears go a long way. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I, I I wouldn't believe it, but uh, I, I guess it works. Now the next uh, story actually comes from my papa, my dad. Ooh, my dad sent in a, a couple a couple stories, some short ones, some longer ones. So he says, uh, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but here are, here are a couple. Uh, ones the first one's a quick one. So he just said, uh, so his good friend uh, Tony, who he's was you know from high school, college, Tony traveled in Europe back in the '70s a lot, backpacking. He says, for, this is kind of like a cautionary tale. He says, Tony left his passport and wallet in a bar in Amsterdam after we had too many drinks. <laughs> he never found either. And it took him days to get a new passport. I had to leave for Paris um, as his sister was arriving and needed to be met. Moral of the story <laughs> is, watch your valuables, especially when at a bar. And I think that, that's... That's that such dad advice. <laughs> that is. But but I think, um, I know my girlfriend, like she's had her <coughs> cell phones st- like stolen from her purse just when she was just sitting at a bar just because you're drinking and you're laughing and you're not paying attention to all of what's around you and I mean God I've left especially in winter so many gloves and scarves at bars oh, yeah, and, I you know I mean so yeah I'd say yeah that's why I don't wear gloves so you can't lose them if you don't wear them <laughs> true um, and next one is like, here's the big one involved immigration control in England I arrived from Amsterdam on a flight into Heathrow this was pre-EU so I had to go through immigration control I was asked where I was going, how long I was staying, etc. I was then asked as to how much cash I had on hand. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, make sure you're not a drug trafficker. Like, oh, I've got $15,000 in cash in my pocket, you know, or something. You know. That makes sense. Um, I told the immigration guy that I had very little as it's not safe to carry a lot of cash. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I showed him my visa and my Amex, uh, America's Express card, which was an important card in those days, and said that, that I used these and not cash. Actually, yeah, in the seventies to have credit cards. That was that was back when you're like, like use that machine to like slide over the yeah like, like nothing <laughs> nothing was like actually electronically scanned. It was just like they 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 take like a paper imprint of the card and then like right. days later they like t- send the information and they go to, to the bank. I guess uh, yeah it, it and was, get I don't, how, how did things work but, back but in the day? I've seen those movies though that <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Um, it must have been so hard to live in the seventies. No, but back then. Um, you could get away with wire fraud really easily because like oh nice you know what i'm saying like say, say your card was no good they wouldn't find out for days late till days later right because there's no oh true there's no digital connection that right away tells them you don't have money you know i think i'm like it must have been hard living no 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 it was great to do wire fraud <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm not saying no dude i'm just <laughs> just really into a uh, white collar crime <laughs> so anyways he said he only had credit cards the guy demanded to see cash or he was going to put me on a flight back to amsterdam what? oh my god i guess because they think you have no cash you're going to work illegally or something like that you know but he had I mean? an american passport no in england though he's in england not america england true. Not america true <laughs> now in a panic i told him that i have a job at a youth hostel waiting for me i figured that i was in the clear <laughs> He then he, he then asked for my work permit, which I did not have. <laughs> oh crap! To get out of one hole, you dig yourself another oh, one. Oh god! Oh no! I then knew I was in trouble at that point. I was then put into a cell in the immigration office. Some hours later, I was told that they had a, they had verified 
uh, my job and that I could stay in the country for only three months and I could not use any of the public services offered by the country. What does that mean? Like a public toilet? You can use a public toilet? No peeing. No. Wow. For three months. <laughs> That's difficult. Uh, I happened to leave about two months later, but did find that immigration had called at exactly three months to check that he had in fact had left that job. Oh my God. Two years later, I was on my way to Norway, but we had a one hour uh, or one night layover in London. At immigration, I f oh, he found out that, that I was in their black book as an undesirable to the English crown. <laughs> I was questioned and had to show my money, my air tickets, my hotel reservations, etc. They let me through saying I could stay only one night. At the end of our trip, we again had a lay layover in London and I went through all the same hassle all over again. Don't know the moral of the story. <laughs> it was just one of those things that you deal with, uh, but sort of cool being in a country's black book of undesirables. <laughs> Dude, that's Actually, a legend. That is, that is a cool story. That is pretty cool. Like, especially, especially in England where it says the royal crown like lists you as undesirable. It feels like the queen herself was like, nope, Jeff's dad is not coming in here ever again. But it's it's interesting, though, because like they find out he's working illegally. So in, but instead of like not letting him do that and making him leave the country immediately, they say, OK, OK, you can do it for three months. But then we're going to ban basically ban you for a certain amount of time. Put you yeah, in a black it's, book. it's like we hate you, but but this is for three months. It doesn't make any it's sense. It's like being caught robbing a bank and they're like. They you take a few more dollars. Yeah, they let you go, but they're like, okay, but in three months, we're going to come arrest you. You know, like, True. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. But, but I, I remember him mentioning, though, um, that, yeah, he was like kind of banned from England for a while. I'm not sure where, when that ended. I, I mean, I know, I know now because we visited England um, a couple of years ago, but right. I, I probably lasted a couple of decades before they finally kind of like. You should ask them, like, hey, is, uh, is my dad still not welcome here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he actually has, um, I've heard a few stories over the years about, like, he's, he spent a lot of time backpacking in Europe. And that's actually where I got my inspiration when I turned 18 to, to go backpacking in oh, Europe. Oh, beautiful. That's very he, cool. he had so many cool stories of going from country to country, doing all this cool stuff. Oh, that's um, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I want to do that, you know? So, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks, Dad, for sending that in. Really, yeah, thanks really, so much. Really good story. Um, okay, yep. next is something quite unique that we've never done before. This is pretty unique New York. Uh, this is a audio recording someone sent us. Yeah. Again, we have listened to this, so uh, hopefully there's nothing profane on there. Who's, who's it from? This is from Jack. Jack. Yeah, I sent us a recording. So so we're going to be listening to this as you're listening to this, and we'll, we'll react and discuss. Okay. Hello, Jeff and Alex. Hello. Hi. So I was with my family in Freiburg four years ago on a vacation. My birthday just happened to fall on the day that we were in Freiburg. It has a cathedral market square uh, where there's a farmer's market and just general touristy things to do nice have you been to freiburg i have not been to freiburg no i'm trying to um in my head place exactly where freiburg is um, I, I know it's more in the west i want to say I think it's west north-ish yeah I, or, I can be completely wrong i honestly have no, no i'm just saying words i don't yeah, really yeah, know yeah, where it is. let's look it up um but yeah um, i mean i mean I've, I've heard a lot about freiburg but i've never never been myself first so, nice yeah but it sounds like it has kind of that typical like all these old towns have a typical you know G german european you know, square, you know what I mean? Like with the uh, kind of the food stalls and like a lot of little uh, seats with umbrellas, you know, like yeah, exactly. yeah. For, for hanging out, you know. It's those so, beautiful squares that we wish Berlin had more of, but sure. just doesn't. Exactly. And on that day, there was a keyboard player playing American hit songs like Sinatra's New York, New York. <laughs> awesome. And funnily enough, the song... I'm a believer, right by the cathedral. <laughs> some, some monkeys. And yeah. 
Or Smash Mouth. Or Smash Mouth. We saw his sign said Newark, New Jersey, coming from Newark, New Jersey. Hmm. Playing in Fiber? And that's yeah. fun for us because we're from Philadelphia, which is really close to Newark. So my dad and I went up to him to say hi and tell him where we're from. And my dad also said, oh, it's my son's birthday today. And the keyboardist asked, what's your name? And I said, Jack. He said, happy birthday, Jack. And then we both just went about our business. We did touristy things for the whole day. When we came back at night, when it was pitch black, he was still playing, <laughs> at least this time for a group of German women who knew all of these American songs and were singing along <laughs> with him. So he was really working the crowd. And then he spotted me and said, we have a very special man here tonight. It's his birthday. Give it up. Give it up for this man. And they all started cheering. And then he started playing and singing happy birthday, the traditional happy birthday to you. But when he got to my name, he said, happy birthday, dear Frank. (laughs) (laughs) So he then proceeded to play happy birthday three more times each time singing Frank. One was the Stevie Wonder version of Happy Birthday, Frank. Forgot about that version, yeah. It's going. Wonder if he did the uh, Felice Cuplianos. <laughs> so at the end of the night, all these German women were coming up to me, calling me Frank, wishing me a happy <laughs> birthday. Um, so it was just so much fun how he was able to bring the crowd together in that special way and give me a special night. Thank you so much for the podcast. It is really fun to listen to you guys. Oh, thanks, <laughs> that was Jack. Sweet. Thanks, Jack. Good story. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny. I mean, it, it is really funny when you um, throughout all of Europe. You know, there's a lot of street buskers, and some of them really, you know, get into the crowd and, and have a really good time. And it sounds like uh, that guy wanted to, but just could not remember. <laughs> it's, Jack's not a hard name to remember either. <laughs> Yeah, but it is funny because, yeah, I mean, Germans are known for, you know, again, like as we said, like not being too overly friendly or rambunctious or whatever. But but I found like music is kind of thing that really brings like same at Oktoberfest. Second to get music going, doesn't matter what your nationality is. Everybody's everybody's together, dance together, sing it. And so like it obviously got like these women in the mood. And now like they're like, oh, happy birthday. You know, it's pretty. Now, I wonder, like I just said, everyone loves music, but. If there's anybody listening here that doesn't love music, let us know. I'm interested why. Maybe listen to this episode podcast because you're like, I hate music. The only thing I want to listen to is podcasts. Maybe, but I, f- I feel like for me, like saying like you don't like music, saying like you don't like food or you don't, don't, don't like, water. like air. Yeah, I hate air. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure somebody's out there that doesn't like music. Um, Generally, it's like I don't like music. I can't imagine that. Uh, there's got to be one person. Don't like to dance. Yeah, your I mean, feet. shake your bum. I mean, yeah. There's gotta be. I mean, there's people who like weird shit. So uh, there's gotta be people who don't like music, average things that oh that are considered you know maybe they, universal. They, they only like the sound of like a metronome. Like, oh, oh, that's good stuff. That would be awful. Oh, that's a great 80 BPM right there. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Cool story. I gotta get, gotta get my ass to Freiburg and find this uh, this guy this from New York, New Jersey. Play. Yeah. Uh, next is from James. Hi, James. 
Uh, hey, James, uh, is this, uh, yeah, this might be James, who's um, one of our best listeners, always sending us good messages, bottles of whiskey, you know, awesome, awesome guy. Hey, James. Uh, if this is, in fact, you, then, uh, so, sorry, I, I, the thing is, we didn't put any uh, last names, so it's just first, so, but it might be you. But anyways, <laughs> it might be you. <laughs> the James who this is. When we arrived here, I'm guessing it means Germany, uh, we had a relocation office helping us. Ah, okay, because, yeah, you can, like, hire a company who will, like, you know, ship your furniture abroad. Oh, right. And, and yeah, like all your clothes, do, do all the processes for you. you it's know? pretty nice, actually. If, if, yeah. if you can afford that, it's uh, super simple. Oh, yeah. Um, so we had we had high, we had a relocation office helping us, and since we came from Missouri, uh, we had to only do the theoretical test for our German license. So not the practice. Didn't actually have to get behind the wheel. Just you know, um, I think these. Oh, are right. The, yeah, yeah. Just the, kind of the written test. I, I think, think this is like the uh, when you have like the half reciprocal license. You only have to, you only have to do that. Yeah. We went to the office and handed over our um, Missouri licenses, which Missouri's MO, you know, for Missouri. Um, <laughs> thanks. No, it's, I think it's going to come into play in the in the story. Oh, okay. So left, what do you want? Um, I, I watched as the woman put our information into the system, and she listed us as being from MI, not MO, which is not Missouri. That is Michigan. That is Michigan. So she wrote in the wrong state. Very different. Now, Michigan, instead of having a half reciprocal, has a full agreement with Germany, uh, and, uh, oh. and, and no test is needed. So two weeks later, as we are studying the test materials, we just get our German driver's license sent to us in the mail. So he's he's studying for this test that he's supposed to have to take, but it, because they wrote the wrong state, they just send him the German driver's license because it's the, it's, the full, it's the full swap where you just hand in your American license and switch it for a German one. The German's bureaucracy made a mistake? I know. What are the chances? And for the first time, a mistake that actually helps somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. A mistake that actually makes you have to do less bureaucracy. Uh, uh, so no test was needed. Two years later, as we changed our address, we get a letter from the government saying we never gave them our test score and we had to give the license back. Uh-huh, so uh, they didn't make a mistake. <laughs> no, they, they did, but I think they finally realized the mistake. Of course they did. But they're going to... Instead of saying like, oh, it's our mistake, we'll deal with it. Nope, it's we got to screw your life up. Um, <laughs> I contacted a driver's school and told them what happened, and the woman really ripped the office a new one about screwing up and making it our fault. Ah, nice. So the office, so the um, German office agreed uh, that we just needed to take the test and nothing would happen. Nice. My my now ex-wife passed the first time and I failed. Uh, turned out the study info I received was not translated correctly. <laughs> was not translated correctly and the test was poorly translated so um oh yes the test was given in english oh, okay so it was poorly translated so yeah so he, he screwed up because um yeah from, from the german to english they but but wait jeff there's more it took me four tries to pass the damn test but a government fuck up became my problem typical german red tape bullshit <laughs> yep because i mean it, it is their mistake i mean they, they should have just can't penalize you because they can't figure out the difference between an O and an I. Yeah. The whole driver's license thing is a whole shambles. Like how one, how one state can just hand in the driver's license and me, I have to, they act, Germany acts as if I've never driven before in my life just because I'm from California. It makes I know, no it's, sense. You, you would think it would be just like a federal thing from the states, sure. But the fact to do it state by state like, just sounds like, like way more. Why is the Michigan driver's license so much more important than a California right. one? Like, it makes okay. way more hassle for the, for all the AMTA, you know, like, I, I don't understand why they would do that. It's it's very weird, but uh, yeah. Anyways, the story started out started out good, but then went downhill. Then we went downhill, rather, rather, spiraled for, out of control. At least a bit. for two years, though, you were like, "Hey, I because of a screw up, I just got a license and got to skip all the the, sh- the work." That's fair. Yeah, taking a test four times probably isn't fun either, though. No, 
I took my German. T- I took my my uh, B two German test four times. So uh, we got that in common, James. <laughs> Not because uh, uh, poor translation. Because I mean, yeah, poor translation. In my head from Germany. Yeah, your your fault. Not, my, not totally not, my not fault. The test fault. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, but thanks, James. Thanks for the story. Thanks, James. Uh, next one is from Ellie. Hi, Ellie. This says, "I am German. My fiance is American. Both living in Germany. When I first took him to a sauna and told him he should go completely naked, he didn't believe and said in shock, Ellie, I can't get arrested for public nudity. It's not funny." <laughs> and that was pretty funny. <laughs> I yeah. love it because, man, uh, Ellie, I am uh, Amer- just American, like your husband. Americans are so shy and prudish when it comes. It's so funny because, like, Germans have no problem just ripping their clothes off and being naked in front of other people. But yeah, as Americans, we're like, it's just like against our DNA. I think like yeah, being, see, being naked in public. Germans can get physically naked, but they can't get emotionally naked. They keep <laughs> they, they keep that fully dressed on the wraps. Where Americans keep themselves physically clothed but very emotionally naked and let everything out <laughs> right <laughs> and that's the difference right there between germans and americans uh no but i'm, I'm the exact same way uh ellie i have you done a, a classic german sauna well no because one i don't like saunas because i don't like sweating and being hot for me they sound like the worst place ever <laughs> it's like do you want to sit in like a, a, a humid desert for now no i don't want to do any of that i want to stay outside and you know chill so i don't like saunas generally okay. sweating's the worst the heat's terrible not a fan. So no, but also, uh, no, I don't want to get naked. I can't help myself. Like, so so you never went into a German sauna? No. Like, even when I went to Vabali, which is this really cool place. That is a German sauna. Oh, it's a spa hotel. It's got a pool, Oh, oh you just food. avoided the sauna section of the spa. Yeah, yeah, and then if you want to go swimming outside, you also do it naked. So I just kept my towel on. I walked around, had some food, read my book, and really just chilled out. So you didn't even go, you didn't go swimming? You didn't do anything? No. No, too 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 scared. To, I don't know, uh, man. I just th- to th- let it all hang out. I, I, yeah, I can't do it. I I I'm, I I don't know why. It's like I wanted to, and I was like, I wanted to get a towel off, but like my 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 arm would have physically <laughs> moved the towel off me. It's like a mental block. I don't. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Have you? Can you do it? I did it once. How, yeah, how, yeah. how did it feel? Uh, yeah, because I, I think for years I kind of avoided German saunas because I didn't want to be like to to face that decision. You know what I mean? So like I never went to one, and it wasn't until about. I think it was about a year ago, last summer, uh, me and my girlfriend, we went to uh, a place in the Alps. I think uh, the name escapes me right now, but we went, we went to a small village in the Alps. And um, one day it was super rainy and cloudy. And at the end of, the, of a hike, uh, she was like, you know what would sound great is just go to a sauna, you know, like, because we just like did a lot of sport. Oh, yeah, sure. And I was... I think I was like doing everything to like try to not do that. I was like, oh, we could just do anything else. Like, or, you know, but then finally I was like, you know what? You've lived in Germany for this many years. Go, this is not a big deal. Just go, go to none up or shut up. Go to a song. <laughs> but, but like, I'd never been. So, like, I think the whole time I was being annoying because like I didn't know the system. I was like, it's a cool. Do I get naked now? Wait, yeah. When do the pants come yeah, off? Yeah, I know. Really, because like you walk in and there's like there is a whole system. There's like there's like a cubby and the thing, and then you walk into here and then you put the towel on. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Where can I be naked? Where can I be naked? What's the system? Do I have to shower before? Like, you know, like I didn't know anything. Um, but yeah, finally there was. I don't know. It's like because you you walk out into the the room just outside the sauna and it's like everybody's just walking and just flinging their towel off and being naked. Like you know, nobody is ashamed of it. Nobody cares. And I think just seeing that many people who just don't give a crap. Finally, I was like. Okay, and then I just yeah, <laughs> just took it off and went to the sauna, and then and then as time went on, like over the course of the hour, two hours, you just get used to it. You go know, in the sauna for two hours. Don't you like die from that long? No, in the no. Sauna? So like, if you go in the sauna, I think for um, it was like ten minutes, I think it was, and then you'd get out, um, and like go in the cold, like go in the the pool, like sit. 
go back in the sauna. You know, okay, it's got like, like a nice little process. Ten of... minutes on, ten minutes off. Okay, minutes. yeah, yeah, and 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 they had like three different saunas um, of varying temperatures and and different locations. Like one, like you know, had a view of like the Alps and you could see the rain and one was more in the building. So it didn't have a view of anything. You know what I mean? So, so like you'd go, okay, I'm gonna try out this sauna now. Just, so anyways, I just kind of followed her cause she and like, did you get into it where you're like, all right, this is, this is cool. It's not like I was like loving it, but like a, yeah, after a certain amount of time, you just, it, your fear and everything just goes away just because again, everybody's naked and nobody cares. I mean, the thing is, I, yeah. I totally, it shouldn't be a big deal. We shouldn't have to sexualize naked body all the time. Mm. It's not that. I think it's just like, it's socially drilled in my head that just like you, you don't do that. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. Do totally fair enough. I, I felt the same way, but but then yeah, I think it was once I was. There's kind of a room in between where it's like not the sauna part. It's like you're just. It's just kind of a bunch of benches, kind of like a living room section or whatever, where you just like like relax outside of the sauna but everyone's sitting there naked right bare ass but you just look and like there's an old man and he's just reading the newspaper and somebody's checking his the news on his phone you know like doing just like you know banal things yeah fully nude and you can just tell like nobody cares and you're just like and you're just like okay nobody's looking at me nobody cares you know like you know you're i'm naked with my girlfriend who's naked and then there's this guy over here sitting next to her naked and then we strike up a conversation he's like oh you're from berlin and then suddenly you're like having this normal conversation and you're and you're kind of like you just become fully aware of the fact that like you're just nude and that your girlfriend's nude and he's nude and you're just like chatting. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, yeah, it, I don't know. It's not awkward, but it's just like, it's just not normal, you know? Um, but, but, but like after about a time you're like, well, he, he doesn't seem to mind. Nobody seems, I don't know. It's like, yeah. do you think it'd be more awkward if you went like with your friends? Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think the fact that they're strangers and you'll never see them again. It, it helps like not to care. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I don't know if we could, like, I know with like our friend group, we could all just go and just get naked and just chill. And so only one way to find out, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, good story. So uh, the, the German's cool with it and the American boyfriend is freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this one is from uh, Anouk, who I'm assuming is German. Hey, guys, I got some international experience stories for you. So I'm from Germany. <laughs> so you have to assume. There it is. <laughs> so I'm from Germany. When I was 16 to 17, so in 2010, 2011, I spent a year in a host family, I guess with a host family, uh, in high school in the U.S. So one night, at the beginning of my stay, my host family wanted to have a pizza night. It's pretty, pretty classic American. Right. Uh, my host father came into the living room and asked, is pepperoni okay with everyone? Uh, I took his, uh, he took his car keys and left to get the pizza. I was super shy at the time and still had to get used to my new life. I did not know that pepperoni meant salami and not the spicy vegetables. I hate spicy food with a passion. So, so do all Germans. So most. do all Germans, yeah. So I was already worried to eat it since I didn't say anything else uh, when he asked. Actually, also- that's something to bring up. like um, Because here, like pepperoni pizza they don't really refer to it as pepperoni pizza like the pep like the like if you get a pepperoni pizza in germany it's not called pepperoni pizza and it's hard to find like that american style pepperoni yeah so i so i know what he means that like he's assuming she so she's assuming that it's so that it's like uh that's that it's this really spicy hot thing but pepperoni is really just kind of these slices of salami with like a little bit of herbs in the you yeah know, exactly like, like so I, I could totally see how she had that because your pepperoni she probably she probably thought like peppers like hot peppers yeah like i think a hot sausage sliced in like in you know the little you know slices could be yeah 
I thought it was super weird that we couldn't all just, you know, get what we wanted, you know, since Germany, if you go eat pizza, everyone gets their own. Oh, that, that's also something we should bring up. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't really have a lot of the American style. We all take like two or three slices of a huge pizza. You get your own personal pizza here. You're like 26, 30 centimeter pizza. That's yours. Yeah. Uh, so one of my first culture shocks was when he came back, only one pizza carton in his hands, but it was huge <laughs> on all capitals. That night, one pizza fed a family of five, and I also learned that pepperoni is not hot chilies, but salami. <laughs> just basically sliced meat with like like a slight herbiness to it. But that's definitely something I never really thought about was, uh, yeah, you in the States, a lot of times you just get like one giant pizza for, for everyone, or like you're with, you're with your friends, you order like two pizzas for everyone to split. But here in Germany, I've never done that. It's always everyone gets their own pizza. And it's also cheaper. Like So here, if you get like a nice pizza, the personal ones, it's like, like uh, 10, 15 euro. And for that same price, you get a like a really huge pizza in the States that does feed a couple people, three people, you know. I gotta say, the, the pizza deals they have in the States, every time I watch football and I see American commercials, they have the most ridiculous pizza deals, especially if you carry out. It's like three oh. pizzas for like, Three euros each, as long as you, you know, as long as you go pick it up from the store. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, in like, Germany for the same size pizzas, they're, it's like thirty bucks, or it's like so expensive. Like I remember when I was in high school, uh, the chain Little Caesars. Do they have that in? Um, yeah, Pizza Pizza Little Caesar. They had this five dollar pizza deal. Like I can't remember if it was a certain day, certain times of day, or something like that. But this five dollar pizza deal where you got like quote unquote a personal pizza, but like it fed like three. You know, it was like American size. There was like three bot. It was like could feed three people right yeah and when i got it like literally like i would eat like maybe half of it for that lunch and then just eat the other half like for the next day it was that much food but it was five dollars you know what i mean which is a deal you just never find anywhere in but berlin or germany it tastes like little caesar's pizza <laughs> no no it, it's not like fantastic but it's like but for the perfectly fine for the price for the price and we're 16 like yeah exactly yeah. if you're that yeah for sure yeah, the, the the pizza deals here, the food deals generally are not what you will get in the states. You know, no. close. Yeah. You won't get buy one get one, or you know, if you order before five, you get three five pizzas <laughs> with one topping. Carry out deal yeah. only, whatever it might be. We don't really sure. do that here in Germany. Capitalism's not as hardcore here. Uh, and another story from Anouk is some years later, I flew back to visit my host family again, and for the last bit of travel, I had to board a tiny airplane with only sixteen seats. Wow, that's. That's like a personal jet. Yeah. They call those a puddle jumper. Puddle jumper. Yeah. That's fun. That's when you're flying from like... A puddle to a puddle? A, a, no, just like a tiny city to a tiny city. You know what I mean? Like That's fun. I like yeah. that. Puddle jumper. I was already super tired since the trip already lasted about 20 hours before. I wouldn't say I'm very nervous about flying, but this experience was something else. I sat down and looked at the emergency exits. They had been used before. <laughs> How did you know? I did not expect to read that. How did you know the emergency exits? They've been before? used before. There was some kind of cardboard shield that you had to tear down to get to the emergency handle of the door. The cardboard was torn down and amateurs put back together with some standard duct tape. <laughs> we all said horrible turbulence during the whole flight, and I was so incredibly scared to die. I really wasn't sure if I'm going to survive this. The only ray of hope was a very old and very calm man sitting next to me and trying to distract me by asking stuff like, How are you, young lady? This is how I assume he talks. Okay. How are you, young lady? Where are you going by yourself at this time of the day? And she said she obviously survived. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Oh, Duke, thanks for the story. That's I, good. I, I, I like the nice to see the German perspective. Yeah, for sure. I've been on a, a small plane, not 16 people, but a plane to probably fit like 25 people mm. with a propeller. Um, and I can totally share her experience. Um, it was terrifying. It was also in uh, in Thailand. No, in Indonesia. I was going from Kuta Lombok to Kuta Bali. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So it's only like a 45 minute ride, if that. And it's time to repeller plane. And as we're riding, I could smell like cigarette smoke coming from the vents. So I'm pretty sure that the pilot was smoking a oh. cigarette while driving this really terrifyingly tiny Or something plane. of the plane was burning. Or something of the plane was burning. Yeah, exactly. One of the two. Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't like small planes. But when no, I was, I'm not a fan. When I was a kid, I had a friend and his dad was, um, he did the um, aerial banners. You oh, know, cool. That, you know, like you look up and then something behind their plane, it says like, uh, Lisa, will you marry, marry me? me. Um, so he did the aerial. So, so anyway, so he had a plane, like a four seater Cessna, whatever, you know, like so plane. So you went in a lot. Uh, so I went in a lot. And, and like I get like the smaller planes do, they react to the wind and the turbulence much yeah. more easily than the, a large plane does because they're, you know, tiny. Um, but I don't know. Like I just, I, I think I got used to it. Yeah. So it doesn't really bother me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not a fan, especially like a propeller. The propellers freak me out. I like having a nice jet. <laughs> But in a small plane like that, I do love like you're literally like sitting, but like the pilot is right there. So like I felt more safe because like the guy who has my life in his hands, I can like, I can see him. You know what I mean? He's right here. And so like I've, you know, because usually you're in the back of this thing. You have no idea. Is the pilot still alive? Is what is he doing? You know what I mean? True. That's a fair point. So at least like I could see he's trying. <laughs> he's doing stuff. That's a know? very fair point. Uh, when I was a kid, I always wanted to go in those airplanes where uh, like those two seaters with like the two, um, what are they called? Wings. The double stacked wings, like a two seater plane. You put those little goofy goggles and like one shooting in the back. You know, the guy's driving. You know what I'm talking about? Like red. A biplane, you mean? Sure. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about planes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, an, like an old school. Not a like, right brother. Like World War One biplane. That's what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. They're cool. I was going to ride one of those when I was a kid, yeah. but not anymore. I, like I always want to buy an ultralight. Those planes you don't actually need a pilot license for, pilot license for, where it's like you know they gl- the ones that glide. Yeah, the, no, no, the, the ones it's like the wings are like six feet wide. And they basically have like a lawnmower engine behind you, and like but you, you can you fly around, but like it's it's this tiny. It's an ultralight. Like it's like the, it's an awake class doesn't require a pilot license, but you know that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's awesome. Not a fan. I'll stick on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on the ground. Hold on. Okay, he put it on the ground just for because it's not a visual medium, but he's put stuff on the ground. Is our whiskey? Let me get it. Oh, he's, he has, he's now lifting the whiskey. I got it in my hands now. Okay, I'm doing a play by play. Yes, play by play. I can't speak today. Wow. Wow. So uh, this is Wait, the. Nope. Can you quickly uh, give me a splash before you dive into that? More important things. Because then I can drink while you're talking. That's fair. Oh, oh you, you finished splashing. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. So this is called uh, the Glen. Nope, just Glen Goyne. Uh, Highland single malt scotch whiskey aged 10 years unhurried since 1833. Actually, I kind of like that tagline. Unhurried. I like it a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Do you want me to read the uh, the notes, the pretentious stuff on the nah, bottle? Nah, that's fine. Nah, okay. I mean, because the, the taste is speaks for itself, right? I, I don't need, I need somebody else telling me right now what it's supposed to taste like. Taste like. I can tell you what it does taste like. Uh, can I say one thing that I like about this one? Sure. So it says... We know patience is rewarded. For every minute other whiskeys spend in their in their stills, ours spends three. Ooh, it's a real uh, basically three times as long. Exactly, but yeah. it just sounds very kind of petty. It's like, oh, yours are one minute, ours for three minutes. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you know, some whiskeys are triple distilled. Distills have single distilled. Like, like, hey, we did it three times. But you, can, but you can taste it's, it. It's, it's the way difference. it's the way it's written. Other oh, okay. whiskeys are <laughs> one minute. We're three minutes, so they can get fucked. <laughs> yeah, but we've seen this in so many whiskey bottle descriptions where they just like get way too flowery, way too overboard, and it's like, like wow, like you're describing like the God's gift to Earth or something, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like listening to art, like a uh, an art critic. Um, talking about some kind of bizarre art. <laughs> exactly. that I, talking about like Van Gogh's, uh, you know, like masterpiece. The, like, I see a dot and they're like, look at this dot. It's a, it's a metaphor for the explanation of the world <laughs> and expansion of the universe. <laughs> 
Anyways, it's a dot. Cheers before our last little sip here. Cheers. So it's got a really interesting flavor that I mm. that I do like a lot. It's warm. It's it's only a thirty euro whiskey, so it's not that expensive. It's not, um, but it's warm flavor. It has a lot going on for it, and it's very it's very comforting. I feel very comfortable when I drink it. Yeah, it's a nice like winter by the fire kind of a whiskey. Yes, hundred yes. percent. There's not a lot of smoke. Like I'm barely tasting any smoke. So it's not really it's, peaty. It's there. I mean, the peatiness is there, but just like, I'm, it's a hint. I'm not tasting it at all, really. Not really? No. Okay. Uh, but I am getting a little bit of fruity, like warm, fruity flavors. Mm. I feel like it's like an apple pie or something. You yeah. Know? I mean. Um, Burns there, but not huge. It does say it's got a hint of green apples, which I can taste. Yeah. I said that. That's I, true. I, yeah. I like it. But yeah, I, I, I like and it a lot. For it's the price, really it's fine. Yeah. For the price, it's 100% shelf worthy, I think, for 30 euro. Um, it's definitely a different flavor. It's. It's good. It's it's good. I'm I'm giving it an eight. Super solid. Eight? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, for the price? Yeah. Screw it. Eight. Eight. Dig it. Nice. Well It's been a while since we had a, a scotch, I think. It has been a little bit. Yeah. This is the end of <laughs> our story. Wow, that was abrupt. I know. I'm over this it. is the end of our story. This is the end. And actually, to be fair, um, we actually didn't get to all the stories. So we so, did not. sorry to everyone that we did, we did not uh, time manage correctly in that. Um, we had a ooh, we had a, oh god, we, actually, we got a bunch more. We had a few more stories left over. We had our own stories left over. Uh, so maybe if you guys like this episode, let us know. Yeah, and let, we'll, we'll do it. If not, then we won't do it again. Yeah, please let us know if you like this. This is something new for us. Uh, we thought you know we want to get our listeners also involved in the show and hear your things too because we're a community here at the AGDW podcast. And uh, you're part of our of our town here, of the AGDW town. What are you trying to say? Village. <laughs> I was not thought out at all. No, makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. You're part of our community. Just say that. Uh, this town minute village village metaphor has got awry. <laughs> but it's like a village. <laughs> We're a democracy. But anyways, we, we we sincerely appreciate everybody who stops by and continues to stop by. And, and and again, feel free to to send us messages if you have questions about Germany, about travel, about moving. We um and we answer every question that comes through. Um, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and again, you, you it's quite obvious. I think you're the reason we are here. Yes, and you're the yeah you're the only reason we're almost at a hundred episodes, which is pretty crazy. Pretty pretty cool. So uh, yeah, everybody, please uh, stay stay. I did it again. I did it again. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay thirsty. There it is. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.